Nearly every dad I talk to says the most important thing to them as a father is connecting with their kids and their partner. We all have different ways to do it. There's no right way or wrong way. And today we're going to talk to a dad who found a way to connect that might help you too. Becoming better parents, partners, and people. This is the Positively Dad Podcast. Thanks for joining us. I'm James Shaw, host of Positively Dad. I'm so thankful that you've decided to listen to our episode today. My wife, Terry, and I are the proud parents of an eight-year-old girl. Her name is Naomi. In fact, she's on every Monday episode. So go back and listen to some of those. She does the Kids Corner. And I started Positively Dad last year to be a resource for you. Because when you look out there for anything about parenting, it's almost all for mom. There's just not a lot of resources for dad. So I decided to change that, and it's been a fantastic journey so far. So thank you for for listening and being interested in your personal growth and for making Positively Dad a part of it. So as I said, I do two episodes every week. Mondays, I talk to an expert about something that's going to help us grow or get better, learn something. And on Thursdays, I talk to a dad about being a dad. And that's what you're listening to today is a dad talk episode. This is just where dads come on, and we chat about their world, their life, and what they're doing to be great. The dad we're going to talk to today is a great guy. His name's Chris Lassard. I've known him for a long time. And he and his wife have three kids, and they live very busy lives. Chris has a very busy uh, sales job that requires some travel. His wife is a nurse, so that can come with some funky hours. And they live in the New England area, so they have to drive a lot for work. And so Chris and, and his wife, Nicole, they decided they wanted to really be able to have quality time with their kids when they're home. And they figured the way to do that was to get some help. So that's what we're going to talk about today. The interesting strategy that Chris and Nicole are using to get some help into their world so that when they can be together as a family, they can really be together as a family. So let's jump in. Chris, thanks so much for joining us on Positively Dad. No problem. Excited. Excited to join. Well, thank you so much. All right. So first, tell us a little bit about your family. So my wife and I live in... uh, in New Hampshire, uh, we have three kids, uh, five years old, Aria. Uh, the other girl is Alexis, and she just turned four. And then we have a baby boy who's actually just over a year now. He was born on New Year's Day uh, last year. So That's awesome. And What's his name? Carson. Carson. Sorry. Carson, yeah. I thought it might be Tom. I wasn't sure, you know, because you're I, a big I, Patriots fan. So Yeah, thought about naming him Brady, but uh, that seems to be the trend lately in this area. So In, in New England, lots of Brady's being born. Well, no worries. So uh, very cool. And and so, uh, you know, it's got to be a lot of fun. You got a busy house. You got three of them under, you know, five or under. So just tell us a little bit about what life is like. It's a little crazy for us. Um, I work obviously full time and my wife works uh, part time as a nurse. So we have a you know, a, a schedule that's a little tough at, at times and we to f- kind of help with that. Uh, we actually have an au pair in the house um, that helps with the uh, children and, you know, a new challenge for us, uh, different from traditional setup. So we're pretty excited about that and have got, and learned a lot from that experience. Well, what have you learned from that? So talk about that process, why, how you made that decision and why that was important to you and what you've learned. Yeah, so we made the decision um, – you know, we had a few friends that had gone through that process before and, and we looked we looked into it and having an au pair in the house is is a benefit for the kids and 
they have someone that is obviously there to provide the same structure that we look to provide in our house and that we set as parents. And then secondly, uh, it, it gives the, the girls, especially uh, almost an older sister and, and uh, a mentor to kind of um, be guided by and, and have a nice uh, a way of, of balancing things out with their schoolwork and, and getting them some structure during the day. Um, so th- I feel like that definitely has helped us as a family grow. We've able to spend more time with them and in certain places during the week that we may have not had that opportunity to before. Uh, and on the au pair side, it, it allows them to experience uh, the United States and to receive some education while they're here. Uh, so I think for both parties, um, it, it's worked out great. Was it, I mean, what did you and your wife go through for the decision to do that? Because I imagine there, that had to be, you know, I mean, that, there was a long process probably to figure out that this would be okay. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's different. It's a different type of decision. Uh, I would call it unique from a lot of other things. We, um, we, we thoroughly thought about it and, you know, one of, and I would say probably the most, uh, big or the biggest decision there is, is whether or not our family is okay with somebody else living in the house. And that's what, uh, usually happens in au pair setup. Um, we did have the room in the house, uh, to welcome somebody in. And there's a few rules with the program, but we went through that process and we, we've talked to some host families that had gone through the experience to get their feedback on, on the experience and uh, what they would be, what we would be getting ourselves into. So um, it took a little while, but we realized, um, I, you know, what we were going to get uh, as a family and the, and the benefits there uh, far outweighed trying to constantly try attempt to find a nanny uh, and sometimes nanny situations come and go. And they're tough to manage. So this gives us a, a year commitment, uh, which we felt that that consistency was most important at the time. I feel like the lesson here is that as parents, it's okay to ask for help. I don't mind it. I, uh, I, I have a very busy schedule at work and, and my wife, although works part time, uh, she's with the Veterans Hospital and still uh, remains that job. And there's a pension in place, believe it or not. So there's a bit of a drive. We live in uh, southern New Hampshire, right over the border with Massachusetts, and she actually works in Providence, Rhode Island, which is technically two states away, but it's about an hour and a half commute uh, each way. But there's a lot of benefits for us as a family uh, in the future and for her to maintain that job. So we felt like we want to allow her to keep her employment and allow myself to keep my employment. And there, there's some, you know, I, I would just say there's benefits there. And, and the lesson learned is we, we get some free time back, um, you know, with the kids that we, we may not have been able to do before that. So um, I, I love the fact that when I get home, there's time, you know, I still cook dinner for the family and I, I do the normal, I would say household duties, but there's, there's plenty of time to talk about school with the daughters and to and to play ball uh, with my boy, and just you know, just be able to have that time and throw a ball back and forth as simple as that is means a lot to me, uh, and means a lot to our family. So, the flexibility is there for us, and and that's important. How is it helping your relationship with you and your kids? Yeah, it just it it just opens up a little bit more time than I think we wouldn't have if we hadn't gone this route. Um, 
there's there's times where I have to host an event. I, I do. Um, I'm in a sales organization for a technology company, and a lot of times there's events and in, in sporting things. Of course, New England. I'm lucky because uh, we're always in the playoffs. But uh, there's always you know, for a, now. I think that might now, start to change. Uh, there's always events in the area and <laughs> that people are looking to do. And part of my job is to host them. So to have that flexibility to be able to on a Tuesday night go to a game and get things done for work. But then the following night or the following day, I, I, I stay home and, and spend that time with them. Just the logistics of the everyday uh, activities. Some of that is taken care of by the opera and we're allowed to kind of enjoy that time and that time is given back. So it'll, it allows me to just have that quality time uh, with, with the children. And, and I feel like the structure more importantly for the children is there. What about for, you know, how has it helped you and your wife be able to, you know, I don't know, connect and get some time with each other? Yeah, great question. And that was one of the concerns we had going in, especially because there's so many unknown uh, parts to this. And and that was that was what we looked into with gathering some of the feedback from the other host families and talking to people within the organization. And it seemed, you know, on the weekend and the au pair, technically can work up to 45 hours a week. And then she's just like an employee would be in any other uh, environment. She's given her time away and um, she, she does her thing. She has friends in the area, other au pairs. Um, she's met some people by being here for a while and she, she does uh, her own thing and, and kind of takes her time to go uh, usually over the weekend to to go have fun and, and network with other people and explore uh, this country and, and different cities and things like that. So believe it or not, the uh, the flexibility for us to hang out as a family and the freedom to hang out as a family is there. And we've we've never felt like we didn't we didn't have that um, since day one. So uh, it's just worked out. Yeah, that's fantastic. And so if somebody's thinking about this, I mean, I feel like, again, this would be a tough decision. And one, too, that you would go, well, I mean, there's lots of families that do all this on their own. We don't really need to bring somebody in. And, you know, you probably didn't really need to bring somebody in, except you're getting an immense value from having help. So what would advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about it? Right. I, I would say it's not for every single family. Um, for us, there was a there was, there was a few things that it really came down to as a decision. Uh, one, one immediate question I get all the time is, wow, that must be expensive. And believe it or not, when you consider the cost of somebody in your household at watching three children versus doing that uh, with a nanny and, and going that route, it's actually a little cheaper, believe it or not, um, from a financial standpoint. So the cost kind of immediately was, was mitigated out of, out of the way. And we realized that was no longer, you know, going into, it, we thought, wow, this is going to be expensive. And it wasn't. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Um, it worked out for us from a cost perspective and financial decision as a family from, from a, you know, overall emotional standpoint and just having somebody else in the house, we felt we have that trust. We had that communication. Uh, we have a busy enough schedule with three kids under five. Uh, and th- And that's really what, moved us to make that decision is we have them they're so close together in age which is great for them um growing up together i come from a family of four children and the three boys are 20 months apart and we kind of have something similar which is funny um but that at the time right now with them 
especially the baby, he was, he was a few months old when she arrived. Just, I feel like the, this year and going into next year, the au pair makes sense for us. Once they're in school, we, we're going to move on from the program. But, um, I, you know, advice would be if it's, if it makes sense uh, in your schedule, if it, it obviously financially uh, was not too much of a burden for us and, and it, and there's comfort and a clear communication between uh, myself and my wife, then we, we felt confident. And there was a lot of other host families that, um, have actually gone through this experience and, and not knowing that going in, but now going through that process, we realize there's quite a few people that go through this process. So um, we, we felt fairly confident. And the advice I'd have is if, it, if you feel the need is there and your, uh, your schedule is allowing it to happen and there's, there's a good structure in the home, then I'd say go for it. So you're saying that having having an au pair with you is helping you connect not only with Nicole, it's helping you connect with your kids and really be on the same page together and do more stuff. Why is that so important? I, you know, I, I feel at a younger age and as a dad, it's important for me to uh, put some structure in place while they're at the age that they are. Uh, the, the consistency for me is what I focus most on. and it allows me to be consistent right now. It allows me to, um, you know, understand each of their personalities and allows me to spend time with them to really find out what makes them happy. What, what's upsetting them? Uh, what do they want to do? What do they, what do they like, uh, to, to do during the week? What kind of crafts do they want to, uh, create just the, the everyday stuff that kids kind of go through. And it's a consistency for me, uh, that I think is most important. So a consist the consistency in the house and then your ability to to hang out with them is really important. What do you think it does for them to be able to have dad and mom both be able to just kind of spend some time with them, especially with your crazy schedules? Why is that so important? Do you think to them? I just I I would say just the just the availability of of always you know, being there for them and and no matter what they face in a daily challenge. And I know they're younger and there's not, they're not into the middle school and the teenager years Uh yet. There's a lot of conflict and things that I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to uh, being sarcastic. Yeah. Um, But, but I, it, it's just the fact that they understand that there is that structure and when they have a need that we're available and they can come to us um, and, and just, that structure in the home, I, I think, goes a long way because as they get older, that that structure is set in place. And at early age, I think it's really important um, for them as they start getting into more difficult things as as they progress throughout the years. When we talked a while back, we were messaging back and forth about you know you being interested in being on, and I'm so happy you're doing it. I remember one thing you brought up was just like how to raise kids. I, I guess the term I would use how to raise kids who just get it that don't under you know that don't expect everything just to be handed to them that that you you wanted just you know kids that had some appreciation and didn't feel entitled. I think is kind of what we had talked about. Um, how I, I guess why is that so important to you, and how do you help your kids kind of live that life now? Yeah, to me, to me, it's a, uh, it, it, it's an everyday lesson. And I, I try my best to remind them when they're being picky about food. And I'm, I'm sure there's a ton of other dads and, and parents in general that 
there's probably five foods that every kid seems to only want to eat. And that's a daily struggle. Uh, and, you know, I try to remind them that there are less fortunate people out there. You know, you are in an area of the world where we are very lucky to have the resources around us. So uh, I try to, and more or less with the five-year-old, obviously I can't teach this to the one-year-old, but, you know, I, I'm trying to remind them that uh, to be thankful for what they have. I, I would say a great, you know, lesson that's also there that I, I try to instill in them is the value of a dollar. My, my oldest daughter is so excited when she is given anything in a, in a prize. And sometimes it's food and sometimes uh, it may be a quarter or 50 cents or something simple as that for doing something that she was responsible about and, and came followed through and her understanding of how, how the value of a dollar works in, in savings for the future. And a lot of things that I, th I think today's generation is kind of hung up on is they, they forget, they forget what a savings account is. Right. And so me trying to implement that for them now at an early age. And I would say these funny stories the other day, she wanted to take all the books that she had and has already read in the house. And she wants to sell them to the neighbors uh, in order to make some money at five is a, uh, I think it's a win for me. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty resourceful, pretty smart, right? So uh, very good. Well, what's then the thing, if you're going to sit down with a dad based on your experience of having three kids, busy schedules, being willing to ask for help and how you're raising them, what would your advice be to dads about, you know, what they can be doing to be, to, to be even better? Yeah, I would say for me, and this is just lessons learned for myself, but I really try to work on what my strengths and weaknesses are and what my wife's strengths and weaknesses are and try to capitalize on that with the children. Uh, I, I do most of the cooking in the house. It's just, it's just my thing. I like to get into it. It's my hobby. Uh, I try to teach, teach them little, little pieces of that now. And as they get older, there'll be more opportunity to do that. But um, you know, I, and it's not just the food, it's, it's kind of preparation and being organized uh, and timing and things like that. There's life lessons that are, you know, always wrapped up in those little things. So I, I try to capitalize on those strengths and, and, and look to do those. And my wife has other strengths that, you know, we try to balance that out and, and leverage our strengths with, with the children. Uh, so there's, there's an ability, they're learning different things uh, from the two of us collectively yet individually at the same time. Uh, I don't want to, you know, my advice would be don't go down a path of trying to implement something in your household that you, you, you're not really that strong in. Um, if your wife is stronger in it, let her run with it. And, and that's mm. kind of the mentality we have. So stay in your lane, figure out what you're good at and stay there. Right. I imagine that helps your relationship with your wife too. Yes, definitely. And, and that, you know, I, and I mentioned the cooking, I, I love the cooking and I, it's a big hobby of mine. I, I have no expectation of my wife to magically just start cooking uh, tomorrow and just, you know, become as good as I am in the kitchen, et cetera. There, I, I would rather her not do that and, and focus on things that she loves to do. And, and whether that's, you know, making the house look beautiful or, or looking in ways in which we can, and she handles some of the finances and is strong in that regard. So her structuring that for the house and, looking at ways to make the family uh, succeed in the future. 
she can run with that. I'm good with that. There's no point mm-hmm. in me trying to take that over. So between us and whether it's time uh, spent together or getting things done as a family, um, it definitely helps us in our relationship as well. Yeah, that's that's the takeaway for me is that that you guys are are um, you know open and honest about what you know where what your lane is, what you should do, and that it's okay to get help. And it seems like that that would make for a, a pretty good family situation that you've got a decent relationship with the kids that you and your wife have a good relationship. It doesn't mean there aren't challenges and issues. It just seems like though, that you, you kind of run your house a little bit differently than most people and it's working. Right. And, and, and right now it's been working great and uh, we look forward to the challenges and, and that's kind of how I roll. I, you know, we're not going to have the au pair every year. It's, it's short term and we know that, but we we're kind of capitalizing on that decision now and making the most of it and even quality time uh, of doing family activities with the au pair and just giving that experience back to the kids. Um, so yeah, I, I'm all for, you know, kind of rolling with the punches and facing the challenges as they come down. And there's no, there's nothing, in my opinion, there's nothing wrong with uh, redeveloping the plan um, or the, or the, or the track needed to succeed uh, on, on an everyday or every year basis. That's great. That's awesome. Well, what's the final thing, I guess, you want people to know that, that, you know, that, that you think is just really important that they hear from you? Yeah, I would say, you know, with three kids, and there's many families with three kids, but yeah. um, with them being so close in age, is, it's just spending the time with them um, in, in different ways. And it's not just, okay, I'm home, I'm just available, here I am, come hang out with me. It's it's treating them as a family and as a group and doing things as a family and as a group. But at the same time, we're doing things with them individually. And and my older daughter is very, very loving, very sweet, uh, a little bit on the shy side and, and just and just loves doing things with me one on one. My my next oldest uh, daughter is more or less the life of the party and we'll talk to anyone or anything and, and just allowing her to succeed in that environment and, and, and having fun and, and understanding the things that they like with the three of them, it's very tough to entertain all three. Uh, but I, I think it's important to try to balance out time with all three of us equally. Um, and, and that would be the advice I would give. Chris, thanks for being on. I appreciate it. Good stuff. No problem. Love it. Great perspective from Chris. And we could learn a lot from that. You know, there's so many strategies out there to make sure that our family is set up and running the way that we truly desire it to so that we can get the most out of this time that we have together. Hey, I want to thank you for listening to the show today. I trust you got some value out of it. It's always great talking to dad. So if you would like to be on or you know a dad who would be a great guest, reach out to me and let me know. And let's plan a time to, to, to get that to get you or that dad on and chat. Now, we'd love to connect with you as well. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search at Positively Dad and you'll find us. And then if you would rate, review, and subscribe, that would be great. Wherever you're listening, five stars would be awesome. You know, all of our growth comes from you sharing. So maybe you want to share this episode or one of our other episodes with someone you know. It'd be totally great if you did that. And then finally, if you want to connect, just send me an email, james at positivelydad.com, and I'd love to chat with you. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Positively Dad. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.